All right, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how amazing Amani and Woody have been doing. It's so easy to get caught up in like what's happening with the other couples because there's a lot more drama to talk about. But like they have been solid from day one. True. Not only have they gone through a pandemic together, they have been gelling, they have been figuring stuff out. They are having direct and honest communications about things. What? Like what? Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I, I will admit I have not seen every single married at uh, every single um, season of Married at First Sight, but like they are my favorite couple that I have watched of what I have mm-hmm. seen. Like they are such a home run. Mm-hmm. And they are like I think I think they are the best couple from all the seasons, in my opinion, just because a, a lot of the other couples that really make it tend to not talk about a lot of those serious issues early on they like Mm -hmm. rather build their like just comfort around one another and other there are some couples that really do make it really well and had some difficult issues but like they recovered from every difficult issue in the moment like any serious conversation they're having they're open and honest Mm -hmm. and respect one another oh my gosh they like respect the heck out of one another (laughs) and that just helps them thrive i was just like can we all learn how to be like you two, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, he's been throwing shots this entire season and it is, it's really great to see. Like he's just, he really likes his wife. He's all about it. And um, I like in the beginning, just quick, brief clips that we saw of him. I was like, Oh, he's, it's going to be extra, but he is, incredibly articulate when it comes to like like he he understands his point of view he understands why he has that point of view it's just they are so perfect they're so perfect for each other they're tv gold like we got like outfits for days we got dance moves for days we've got like it's just they're they are such a breath of fresh air um and wow i just I, I don't know what else to say about them. Like, it's they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. I feel like they're up there with, like, Lauren and Cameron from Love is Blind. Like, that level of, like, oh, I get this. And, like, them being just a really solid match that continues on. Yeah. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't have any doubts that they'll say yes. And um, it's, yeah, it's just such, mm-hmm. such a refreshing thing to see two people just be completely themselves with each other and at work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because they know themselves so well. Both of them have talked in depth about their own like opinions and how they came to be the people they are today. And they are so secure independently. That just makes them so much better together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus they got they got swag, you know, they got some some they style do. to them. You they know? really do. Like obviously I'm a big fan of Lauren and Cameron. Um but man, like they like they've got they got plenty of personality. But next to Woody and Amali, they look like some t- like I don't know vanilla or just, <laughs> I don't know what name something that doesn't have seasoning in it. Uh, unseasoned. Oh, burn on Cameron. <laughs> that was so twenty eighteen. Uh, twenty. Um, but like they are just they are so they're such a great couple. Oh my goodness, yeah. I just I don't know. I don't think we've ever seen a couple gel as quickly as they have as well. Um, was that's the reason why we like the show. There's been there are like some great successes, right? And and that's the the great thing about this. And I I know there are like some comments like, oh, you know, there's a so whatever. There's a low percentage that you have your partner. It's a lot higher than like Bachelor and Bachelorette and a lot of these other shows out here. Um, so like they do a really good job of finding people who want to be together, but it takes time, you know, that's a normal thing. It takes time for that to happen. But with Woody and Amani, I just like from the first interaction they had after the wedding, I was like, Oh, they'll be fine. This is, this is it done. Like staying together. There's no need for me to see any more. So I'm just, I just, Love is real. Love is real, people. Yeah. It's out there. They just like from the moment 
they like really like after the ceremony and they're standing at that cocktail table and they're just talking. I was like, they already are acting like a power couple. Like Mm -hmm. they see each other and they know themselves and they're just like, yep. Yep. Like they're not, I'm sure they were nervous and you know, whatever, but they just shoved that aside. Like, no, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. There is no question in my mind that we are doing this. Mm -hmm. And there's, I want to go back and pull this quote. There's something Amani said, um, towards the end of like their reception and she's you know doing the talking head thing and she's just like yeah he just seems really sweet you know I it seems like he's really genuine I'm feeling really good about this but you know what if even if we you know hit some bumps on the road whatever like we're gonna make this work I want to tell our grandkids about this yeah. and I was like yes <laughs> yes yeah. and that's yeah. that mindset we were talking about before of like already thinking of this as someone that you're gonna be like excited to have you know grandchildren you know coming into the world Mm -hmm. like that's that's the kind of perspective that allows them to be so awesome and they're both there for it and it's just the perfect timing the perfect people and like i never want to stop watching them (laughs) i know right we must spin off on just imani and woody (laughs) i would watch the heck out of it (laughs) tv gold tv gold I think something I noticed with them as well is like in the beginning, a lot of his, the, like when they were meeting their friend group and they're like, Miles is ready for a relation, uh, marriage. Woody, I don't know about yeah. you. Right. And I think there's this, there's this thing that I feel like once he was with her and he's actually echoed this. So I'm not, I'm not bringing anything new to the table here really, but once he was with her, he was like, oh, this is way better than what I was doing before with dating around and stuff like that. Like <laughs> the right person, you'll be like, no, no, this is this is good. Like I see this. And also I love the fact that he put all his chips in from the beginning. Like he was in this. He was, com- you could tell he was completely in this. And I think sometimes it's natural to kind of want to like go into this with like a guarded and like, okay, you have to prove yourself to me and that type of viewpoint. Um, but he just, he was all in and it, it kind of reminds me of um, to kind of bring it to business because I love talking business, but um, you know, it's like the difference between a person who does a company where they're like, well, we'll, we'll do that later when we have our finances and a person who is um doing it right from the get-go you know like if it's if you're doing it if it's worth doing it's worth doing right and i just love how he could have been a little bit more shy in terms of saying that he loved her he could have been a little bit more shy in terms of flirting and saying that she looked good like he could have there's so many things that he could have waited for but he's like no i feel it i think my wife looks good i'm going to say that she looks good i think i love her i'm gonna say i love her like it's just spot on it's just perfect Mm -hmm. and she on the other hand as well is just giving him when they had that pastor cow conversation where that could have turned into a bigger issue she gave him the space to like explain himself and he did perfectly like some other people might go how dare you and like storm out and you know we've seen that in other shows and she was like all right let me hear him out and it made total sense once he explained his perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, they are, I just, it's amazing to see. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I find it especially exciting to see like the, these really great couples because it's so easy to pick out like, oh, that's what you don't do. Don't be like Brett flirting with a waitress <laughs> at your bachelor night. Don't be like, you know, Christina accusing your partner of, you know, cheating, whatever. Um, But to actually see a real example of what to do, that is immeasurably helpful to see that modeled of like, you can see where all those things could have gone wrong, like that whole hair conversation that could have gone wrong in a million different ways. But because they're at a point in their journey of growth, they were able to sit through the discomfort and have the conversation and resolve it when that could have been a weeks long thing that would have been like them coming back to coming back to. Um, So like seeing a real example of just like a real couple going through a 
difficult conversation and coming through the other side still cool. Like that is, that's what makes me excited about this show is because people can see that and be like, oh, that's, that's how my relationship could be, or that's what I want in a relationship. And that looks like they're both happy and good. Like maybe that's healthy. (laughs) And like getting more of a perspective on what a healthy relationship is. Yeah, definitely. They're great. One last thing (laughs) on them, because let's just keep on gushing, keep on gushing. But I also really like, so on paper, he seems a little problematic, you know, on paper. (laughs) How so? Lives with his grandma. And it's stuff like that, where if she was to judge right away, that would be a thing, right? I, I could see certain people going, uh, you don't have your own house. You don't have your own car. You live with your grandma. You have a art, co- your hats are an art collection, like, like making quick assumptions <laughs> like that. And, um, I sometimes fall into this of thinking, I think a lot of guys fall into this where you think I need to be the perfect person first before I find my partner. And, yes to some of that like you want to know yourself and all that type of things but you can be in the journey of your life as well you know maybe you're not the the top lawyer at your firm (laughs) like you can you could find them at law school you could find them in high school like you can find your partner whatever stage of your life process and then you guys can grow together and like seeing the way they handled their their finances conversation the way I viewed that, and that might be different for other people, but I think their financial literacy is different, but they're going to, they're going to grow together and that's fine. They're coming at it from different ways, but Mm -hmm. they love each other so much and they have so much trust in each other that I have no worry about them figuring it out. Like they're going to figure it out. They'll get it right and they'll be fine and they'll move on. And just things like that where we've seen with other couples where it's just like the one thing and they keep on bringing back to it. There's so many things that she could have picked or that he could have picked on her and they don't because they love the other person and they, and they're just in the moment. And I just, they're so great. They're and so they're great. thinking long-term. Exactly. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if, you know, he left his laundry on the floor one time, if you know, this is the <laughs> man that you like, you're dedicated to being with him forever. You know, yeah. you're able right. to let go when it's not just like, I don't know if this is the dude for me. He left his laundry on the floor. <laughs> Tally against him. Seriously, though. I told the expert not to give me some like. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I hate to take us away from this joyous couple, but um, I, there's a couple other things I think we should talk about. So yeah. you know, the, everybody talks to their friends leading up to decision day, trying to choose what they're going to do. Um, I felt like Bennett had a really interesting conversation with his two friends. Um, Thaddeus in particular was pretty outspoken (laughs) about, it seems like he was just not on board with the idea of this arranged marriage from the start and nothing is going to sway his opinion on that. So Mabel, how'd you feel about that whole scene with Thaddeus? Um, So when I was listening to Thaddeus's, Concerns. Who's called Thaddeus in 2020? Her. I'm sorry. What? Where were you finding Thaddeus? He wasn't born in 2020. <laughs> Thaddeus? <laughs> My goodness. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, hey, you know, that's one of the names that you're like, listen, no one's going to be able to confuse my child with anybody else. They're going to be unique and even like. Hey, I can't judge. I can't judge. My name is 15, 14 letters long. I added an extra letter. Like, I can't judge. I get it. <laughs> I can't even keep track. <laughs> But do you know how? <laughs> but Thaddeus, my goodness! <laughs> and yeah, that was funny. That's funny. Okay, I'm sorry. But I'm like, hey, another part of Bennett. I mean, why wouldn't he have a friend? You know what I mean? Like, and that's Bennett his best just... friend. That's what his exactly. little under his name it said best friend. That is his number one mm-hmm. man. Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is all about these everything about his life. He's just hey, this is it. We're living it every day. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Um, no, so I what I pictured when I heard Thaddeus concern be concerned about, you know, Amelia and Bennett, 
it, I just pictured one of those like helicopter parents that is just so worried about like their their child making a mistake that they have to make sure to impede whatever they're about to do so that they like don't bring forth this catastrophe. But and that's what I pictured when Thaddeus was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a terrible idea!" Like usually, like basically saying he should have never done this, and like how could you possibly know somebody in this court? And never really giving any weight to what has happened since they've known each other, but that this was a bad idea from the start and it could possibly never work out. And so like, just to hear him keep drilling that in, I was like, because my dad has this mentality, like, yes, you may make a mistake, but you know what? How bad of a consequence is it really going to be? I've cut my thumb before trying to cut an apple because you know what? I learned how to not hold the knife when I'm cutting an apple. Yeah. You know what? I didn't die. <laughs> not, he did tell me, he did tell me to stop, but I just didn't listen. But, <laughs> but like, it's like, you have to be able to understand there are some things that you just kind of let play out. This is not going to be the end of the world. And he already is married. So from here, what is the worst that could happen if you stop him or not? He gets a divorce, which is not great. But did he fail at life? No. So, like, it was just like, okay, like, and I like that Bennett was like, pump the brakes. I understand you are not for this. And just really kind of like railed him in, like, or reined him in a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. The first thing I thought when Thaddeus was talking was like, man, who hurt you? <laughs> like, you got some <laughs> you horrible see, relationship. I say that, that that's a problem. I can't say that to a lady who hurt you. That's what, who a, hurt you? You, mm -mm, you don't want to say that. Hey. You don't want to say that. Is there something on your chest? Do you want to get off? No. <laughs> no Do you want to talk about something? I'm not going to rant about that. I don't care. But I just, I, you just don't want to say that <laughs> to my, to the few male just, listeners out there. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. He's a trap. So fall for it. Oh, God. I just like, he went so hard and like the black and white thinking that we've seen a lot in Bennett for, or not Bennett, sorry, um, Brett, for example. I think we see that in Thaddeus where he's like, he has this belief that the uh, whole idea of marrying a stranger is stupid and is not going to work. And like, no matter what information, new information Bennett can provide him about how it's actually going pretty well, um, is just going to not sway his opinion at all. He is only going to believe that this is a trap. She's a sea witch who's coming to take all his, you know, life and happiness and the few money, little pennies he has. Like, it, <laughs> that's great. Like, I love that. But like, it was like Bennett said, yeah, like things are going well. Like we were having a lot of fun together. And so Thaddeus is like, well, of course it's fun. You're in the honeymoon phase. And I was like, I bet if Bennett had been like, yeah, we've had some things we've had to work through. Like she's going to be moving for residency. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do there. And then I, I, I'm sure that Thaddeus would be like, well, of course, you're just married a stranger. Like, you're going to have problems. <laughs> like, there's no there's no convincing him. So, like, he, you might as well just, like, not talk about it. Because he's just going to keep telling you that, like, you're an idiot. And that's not helpful. <laughs> I'm just like, Thaddeus, like, stop. <laughs> he's already married. Like, to your point, Mabel, he is already married. <laughs> Let him be married and try it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, a lot of his complaints... They're like in all relationships, you know, like anytime you're engaged to somebody where they put it. Anytime? <laughs> I'm just saying the argument actually works. You could use those same arguments for any, you know, <laughs> like, oh, uh, you were dating for a year. How do you know that it's the real them? It's not the representative, huh? Like they might have been like. The representative. They might have been doing yeah, that, was... you know, um, to get you to marry them and then they'll be like ha 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 i don't like the seahawks i think they gotcha. suck um i do i just went down a rabbit hole for no reason but i think um <laughs> the thing that i he was so like so maybe not negative but so cautious about it that it felt like a joke to it felt like comedy to me like the line he mm -hmm. said about what's she gonna do come home and walk you like she walks the dog or something like that i'm like man this is harsh out here are you guys doing a scene is like, this for your okay, show he's going through some transitions okay he he, he doesn't really have a job at the moment okay let, let the man live um 
I just, they were, they were, that was, was a great scene. Oh. Um, but I mean, you know, maybe he's doing it out of love. I'm sure he's doing it out of love and he wants him to yeah. uh, make, not get hurt enough, blah, 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 benefit of the doubt, you know, insert blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, also, insert nice words here. I'll dub something in you for know, you. Yeah. Now that I'm in the, uh, PC cleaning things up. Uh, I would like to also apologize to all the Thaddeuses out there. Um, your name is not funny, and I apologize. <laughs> You're making it worse. This individual worse. being called but Thaddeus. But also, if, if you told everyone your full name, then they would make fun of you too. Oh, I know. I know. I, I'm in a glass house throwing all the stones. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I think it was a great scene. <laughs> that's all my, that's my main thing. I got nothing mm-hmm. else to add to it. You guys, <laughs> you laid that out perfectly. <laughs> I mean, but I think now that I think about it, that's not the first friend that we've seen Bennett have be like almost overly protective of him. So that's true. I can't remember her name now. Emily, something like that. Girl I with the bangs remember. they met on that fountain. Exactly. The girl from the fountain. Yo, that felt like she a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> leave her for me you're all about these spin-off love with, like love relationships she's like the quirky librarian who's been in love with him since they were five that girl's not a librarian <laughs> oh my god it's more like the quirky okay uh, that was gonna be mean i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know what's with me my eyebrows shut up so fast <laughs> i was like what are you gonna say <laughs> oh, anyway oh yeah um, yeah so like he, yeah, he's had a couple of friends that have been protective, and mm. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe he just comes off to his friend group like this, you know, lovable, happy, kind of wanting to go with the flow kind of guy that his friends feel need to be protective over. Mm. But, like, dude's fine. <laughs> he's got his own opinions, his own yeah. life. Like, he is juggling um, kind of like jack-of-all-trades, all these other jobs to make a flow, even though he may not have, like, one career he's following right now, mm. but hey dudes getting together he's fine (laughs) yeah yeah he does strike me as a spontaneous type of person and i get that i i I have elements of that in myself so where if he i'm sure this isn't his he's done other adventures like i'm sure when he was like building his house they're like wait what you're doing what he's like yeah i'm just gonna build my own house like stuff like that so i could see they're viewing this as oh this is one of his spontaneous things but like he's whole ass married like he's a he is whatever <laughs> so i could see i could see that being like i i totally get why everyone is saying um is being so cautious about it this is this is a it's a wild thing uh but just like thaddeus said he's got nothing to lose whatever <laughs> go for it man go for it when else are you gonna find a doctor who also likes to wear onesies and like watermelon shirts like you live your life yeah. you live your yeah, life go man. for it <laughs> go for it and peach crowns <laughs> and peach <laughs> coming down the aisle Actually, with birds on her head and uh, you, like you just you know hey live your life they come from- oh wow they really do well, that's a good transition because another thing that came up with them is that amelia had like it just straight up admitted that she kind of signed up for the show because she thought it would be cool to be on TV and that she didn't necessarily like the marriage part wasn't necessarily like the driving factor there. So like, how, how do you think that might be factoring into Bennett's decision? Because now that like kind of throws a wrench in things, right? It's like learning that later on after they built this foundation, they've said, I love you. They're talking about moving and stuff. And then to be like, you know, kind of the reason that I started this wasn't super genuine. That must hurt. <laughs> oh, you please go ahead first. <laughs> yeah. So I, the first thing I felt was just kind of bummed for Bennett because part of me was like, so do you even want to stick around after decision day or is this yeah. kind of just fun, you know? And, um, I talked about this with Marquise. So for the listeners out there, Marquise is my boyfriend. And I... Marquise? You know, bringing that up. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like I had to do Shout that. Shout out to Marquise. <laughs> we'll get him on the show eventually. Um, I'll have to pressure him a little more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, just kidding. 
Um, no, no, no. So, like, I definitely think that for just my first impression was just like that was kind of mm, just insensitive and not being on the show for the right reasons. But um, Marquise was saying that, I mean, she also went in with a little lower expectations just to be like, hey, this is an opportunity to possibly be my partner. I'm not banking on it. I am not like saying I'm going to be devastated if it doesn't happen. This is just also a fun new opportunity to see if I do find my life partner, which if it does happen, even better. But like, I mean, we've seen plenty of couples on the show that unfortunately don't stay together after decision day, which, you know, can be devastating if you had high expectations. And if you went in like absolutely determined, like no matter who is on that altar, you had to be married to that person. And it's like, okay, I can kind of see the pros and cons to having, you know, that approach. But I was Mm -hmm. still like, so what's been it to you (laughs) yeah he seemed hurt he did not uh, um i mean he wasn't crying or anything um but you could tell he was it seemed like he was caught off guard by that statement from her um and i guess so my thoughts on it i kind of had that feeling anyway from the beginning um I sometimes have this as well, where it's like, I'll do something for the story of it. This seems fun. I'll try it out. Um, and and then you do it and you're like, whatever, when I get there, I will figure it out when I'm there. I think the problem with her saying it in this context is A, she's not the first person I imagine to be in this, but you don't have to say it. Like I think saying it is the biggest problem like it you know it's the like not everything that comes in your head that you should vocalize situation um a little insensitive exactly exactly because if that's the case for you that's fine but that might not be the case for him and from what we saw his reaction it appears like that wasn't the case for him um also it kind of touches upon a little bit of the, well, I would make it work with anybody type of thing, which is good to think, but that's, there's a level of cockiness or I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a bit arrogant um, to say that statement. And I think the part of it that was probably the hardest to hear was when she was saying like, oh, I kind of miss the cameras or like, I felt like I was this movie star or something like that. Like, these are all things that are true. And I'm sure she's not the only person, nor will she be the last person to feel this way, but you just, you just don't need to say it. You just don't need to say it. And it's just like, how did you expect him to take that? It's, so, oh, I could have been replaced with anyone and you would be fine. Like just, there's so many. So I, I get, I, I, I get why she was saying it clearly is the truth. I kind of had the feeling that that's the case, you know, even with him, like, I think he likes doing, being adventurous and doing things. So like even parts of that I see in him, but he's not going to say that. It's just, mm, mm-hmm. I just, I wish, I wish. I wish he didn't say that. I'm honestly, I've been so sure on them, <laughs> but seeing that I, a part of me thought, Oh, huh. Like I could see on decision day going, well, I did that. It was fun. Now I'm going to go back to being my real life and be a doctor. Like, okay, I'm done playing around with you. Time for me to go and do the thing. Uh, my real life type stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but, um, that scene just was That's scary tough. yeah i think i i think we've seen a couple of times where they have both seemingly accidentally really hurt the other person and then it's never really addressed because when they were at the couple's retreat and they wrote the letter to their younger selves um she wrote this whole thing about like uh, some jokes about how she was going to use a hair dye that was going to mess up her hair and like that kind of thing. But she also included something about how, you know, you're never going to believe the way that you get married, but like 
he's going to be worth it. Like she said something sweet basically about him. Very sweet. And then it cuts to him reading his letter about how he wishes he would have saved his Pokemon card because it would have <laughs> been worth 20k now. And that's that's which funny. like that's of course funny. they're like I get how that could that misstep could happen, but she was like, "Oh, I kind of thought you'd say something about me." And he didn't pick up the hint and it was just it it just kind of fell flat. So like that for me was a like not a red flag, but like a yellow flag. <laughs> like, hey, you he just hurt your feelings and you're not addressing it. You're giving him weird hints around it. You if if he hurt your feelings and it's that serious, you say so. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise you're just gonna hold on and to that. Now that you bring that up, I actually was thinking about in that scene when he just completely missed the hint. Um, I feel like that was one of the first times, and I may be wrong when I say that, but one of the first times he started to get a little vulnerable exposing what he is struggling with. So from the beginning, he's really owned this kind of jack of all trades profession that he has of being, you know, I don't even know all the things that he does, but he just like makes a bunch of side hustles, make him money in some ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, he's kind of owned it this whole time, but he also has never talked about, about it at, either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's kind of just like, let it show for itself. Be like, Oh, it's pretty cool. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like when he started to write this letter, I was like, Oh, so like there's an element to your confidence that not having like a one career or a, enough stable income mm-hmm that's also maybe taking a, you know, a hit inside and like, you're not really expressing that. And I, when I was hearing that letter from him, I heard that like, maybe there is that part of him that's like regretting that he is not at a profession or at a study level of income that he wanted to be. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, that's kind of what I heard. Yeah. That, no, that's a really good insight. Cause I yeah. think he hasn't really talked about money that much in his views on it. Um, He's very open about it nonetheless, but he kind of feels like one of those people who clearly his life and life's purpose is to do creative work. And um, he obviously cares a lot about like, just he, he thinks really big of like, how do I fit into society and the world and this ecosystem and Mm -hmm. is very conscientious in that way. And I think sometimes people who think that way get stuck into this lane of thinking that like, I can only be this person if I don't make a lot of money. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think if we had more rich, creative people, the world would be a lot better (laughs) because they have influence and power to make um, things better. And so I, I want that for him of like, let's just get you a business friend who can see what your skills are and like kind of get you in the right area. Um, mm-hmm. Really quickly. So you just made me think of something. So I'm Marcus, I've been watching this show called the playbook and it's a series of coaches talking about life advice. And so I'm not sure if you've heard of it, mm-hmm. um, but it's highly, I highly recommend it. it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. And so the second episode is Jill Ellis. So the, um, women's national team's soccer coach and she one of the advice points that she gives if if and i'm gonna butcher the words that she used but basically if you want to be heard make a statement and she talked about how the women's team used their visibility of doing so well in the world cup as a platform for their voices to talk about you know um gender pay gaps Mm -hmm. and the issues that they really felt personal to them and so like Now I hear you're actually saying these things about, you know, things that Bennett really cares about. And that's what I hear, again, relate, you know, that advice to be like, there are so many things that we may be passionate about. And there's also really effective ways to be heard when we want to, you know, showcase all of that. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, Yeah, that's a really, that's, you guys are just killing it with the insight here. Um, Time for me to throw in a not insightful statement. No, I... (laughs) I do. I'm having fun this episode. I think you make a really good point. It's funny when you said that we need to paraphrase more rich creatives. And I went, as soon as you said that, I thought Kanye West. And I'm like, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if we want more Kanye Wests in the world. They might try to run for president 
when no one asked them to. Um, I'm like Sorry, a, I'm the, way too loud. I'm the biggest Kanye fan, but stop, man! Stop. But in the music, not in the political world. <laughs> stop, man! Stop it, please! I I have all your albums. I love oh you, man! Stop it! I'm crying now. <laughs> but um, I think. So there's two things I picked up in that. The first one, because you, I didn't even put those two together, but now that you're saying it, like she, that did seem like one of those scenes where that affected her. Um, and then lo and behold, a few days later, she's hurting him back. I really hope, because I like him a lot, I, I'm, I'm going to choose, even if it's naive, I'm going to choose to believe that that wasn't the intention. That is just, she was speaking her truth and mistakenly hurt him but truth truth but it does it does <laughs> seem like a, oh you hurt me cha, 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 stab in the back guess what got you very animated this episode but um <laughs> so there's that and then the other thing that came to mind is i think you're totally right in terms of the uh career and things things of that nature. Um, but I also, I'm all business. I'm a, I, I like talking business. I love it. And I enjoy all the like different ways that you can do that. Um, but I like, I think he's a successful person and I don't think necessarily that finances equal success <laughs> or intelligence mm -hmm. just finances is just that finances and when we hear the way he like the way he articulates himself and the way like his perspective on a lot of things you like you said you could tell he's a big thinker right and um i think ultimately i imagine that's what she finds attractive about him and i think he'll be like, I, I think once you have, you know, yourself, you'll find, you'll figure out the money aspect of it. Yeah. If yeah. you're, you know, you're, you have, he has all the tools that if he wanted to find that type of grown up job, I'm doing that in quotations, he could do that. Um, and I know that's not what you were saying. So I'm just, I just, I know in general, though, I feel like sometimes people will say, um, will kind of downplay a person's uh, thoughts or opinions or whatnot because they're not wealthy or whatnot, especially when it's like a creative person like this. It's, they'll be like, ah, you know, he's just a creative. It's like, no, like his thoughts are really smart and really in tune. And I think he sums up a lot of his thoughts, kind of sum up a lot of people in our generation, honestly, like even his viewpoint of moving from job to job. Like if you look at the numbers, a lot of people, our age group are gig workers, right? Like that's like, that's not a uncommon thing. You know, people driving Uber, the people doing, uh, dropping off Amazon packages. A lot of them are doing the same thing and they're just as smart and they're just as insightful. And I, I don't like when, again, I'm not, I know none of us here feel that way, but I just, I don't like that. In, when conversations are had, they'll be like, oh, let this go for the grownups and you guys can sit in your corner. And it, it just, I hate that. I hate that so much. Um, and when I see him, I, I get that. I, like, I, I get really proud of how well he knows himself. Um, so yeah, I know, even though I feel like this episode, I sound like the broke boy because I keep on defending people with no money, apparently, but you know what? I just, <laughs> I just, I really, I really like that. Yeah. I think him. I just, um, I would love to see what would Bennett do if he had a lot of resources, not even sure. like just financially, but, um, if he were to work at a larger theater, if he were to work on larger projects, if he were to be able to kind of up the, um, influence of people that he's working with who are still creatives, but are just at a different level. I feel yeah. like he could do some really cool stuff. And with that might come 
a little bit more financial security because he like in his the letter to himself or whatever says something that he hadn't made more than like 20k in a year and like that's that's not a lot and it's not about like yeah yeah, it's not about like oh so you can buy nice things or whatever it's like a survival thing (laughs) of like do you have your bases covered do you have um if there's a some sort of emergency are you going to be okay are you like Go, you're going into this marriage where someone's going to be making a lot more than you. Do you have the economic mobility to be able to divorce and leave if you need to, and you're not relying on her income? These are usually things we talk about for women, but like, this is a different situation. So that part of it, of just like getting his bases covered and also like amplifying the very clear and very unique talents that he has. I think it would just be extraordinary to see him like have what he, whatever he wants and needs to be able to like do those kind of things. Yeah. Um, all the crazy ideas that he has that he just doesn't have the thing for yet. I don't know. Yeah, totally. It's funny you mentioned the, the price, I mean, the income difference between them. And I know we've kind of touched upon this earlier, but this season we have two couples that are like that and how they addressed it is completely different. So we've got the Bennett and Brett and Olivia, and then you have the Bennett and Amelia. And it's like, it's like, it's the perfect example of it's how you address it. It's not just because you have an income disparency, discrepancy, discrepancy doesn't mean that it's the end for the relationship. And I just, it's so great that, I mean, I, I doubt that they planned that, but it's great that you can see the two different ways of addressing it. Like for Brett, he just, he had a hard time with that and he couldn't not drop sarcastic comments. And with Bennett, I, I get the feeling that he's more looking at it from a, all right, well, let me find the thing that I can do. That's a little bit more financially stable and I get to still express myself. And I think he'll find it. And speaking of these gender roles, how about Karen and miles with her difficulty of not seeing him as, this masculine alpha figure that she wants next to her. Sit back and let a goo take this one. Cause <laughs> we've, been we've been talking for, we've been talking for a while. So I'm a little tired. So you're lucky. You're lucky, Karen. You're lucky. I'm not, I don't have I know that you're much energy. Karen. I care a lot about what we have to say. <laughs> She's like, I, yeah, she, the chances of her listening to this is slim, but I, I called it. I called it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm over. Um, That's all you want to say. I just, I just, I just, it needs to be said. Uh, I, uh, excuse the the clicking here. I just wanted to read um, the line. So um, this is when Karen is with her friends uh, and her friend said, quote, uh, you both great people, but you need an alpha male, Karen, because you don't listen. You need him to give you that look and to be like, this is what it is. And then Karen agrees and she uh, says something about she needs a man to put her in her place. Um, again, I said it, 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 <laughs> but. <laughs> Wait, did you say to go? Did I? Yeah, I said it. I said it. Yeah, I called that. I called that. But um, I wonder if part of this is that age difference. If like that, she's worried that because they're they have that age difference, that he is not going to be. Um. So now I'm going to try to be nice. I wonder if she's worried that he's not going to, it's not going to feel like a marriage of equals by her, Mm. by that age difference. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the being nice side. The not nice side would be the relationship that she was in before was a bit toxic. And she's kind of looking for that in this relationship. I'm kind of leaning towards that a little bit more, honestly, but I think there's there's two different pr- ways of getting to that, and um, I don't even think that's a bad thing. Like, if you want that in your relationship, okay. But the few times that he's actually like joked around slightly, her reaction to it 
was wildly different. Like I, I don't even know, like it's, you know, it's one thing to say, I need him to put me in my place. I feel like if he dared to try to do that, she would lose it. So I don't even know if that's the truth. I feel like this is more of, she thinks this, but in actuality, like, could you imagine if Miles was like, woman, drop that chicken wing. And like, I like, Lord, I don't know why I thought chicken wing, but like, she would lose it. She would lose it. I'm a little hungry. Yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) So I just, that was very unfortunate to see. And I really, again, I'm rooting for them. But I think Miles is, quote unquote, the modern uh, guy. And he's like, he he knows his feelings and he expresses them. And he's not a stoic cowboy or whatever image that was considered manly in the past. And if that's not something that she's interested in, that's cool. Just don't string him along. And that's my only concern is I feel like she's stringing him along. Now, if she, if you're in it, then treat it like a relationship. We kind of talk about the Woody and Amani, like they're all in this, like they're not trying to push stuff out into the past or whatever, like they are in it. And those scenes where like, he's trying to like get affection and like, I'm talking like just light touching of his wife. And she is like on the other side of the room. And there was the one scene where they had like laundry or something and this girl went and sat on the laundry to to not sit next to her husband like stuff like that i'm just like why are you why are you doing this why like why and then on the mild side yo man like you keep on getting kicked and pushed and punched and you're just like trying every single time i just uh, i just uh but i'm still rooting for them um that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> what do you think, Mabel? Um, So this is actually a conversation I've had with a couple of friends, I'd say like maybe two months ago now. So before I started watching this season, um, we talked specifically about men being alphas and girls being betas in their relationships. And I had a tough time with that because it was partnering the word alpha with the word with men. And betas with females. And I I disagree with that. I think that people can be alphas and can be betas, either men or women or other genders. And I think that it I think feeds into the difficult gender stereotypes we play into when we say that men have to be, you know, strong, decisive, and lack of showing emotion and have all these other, you know, traits of traditional stereotypical men. I, I have a really tough time with that because I feel that there's so much more to people that it really isn't fair to a person to really say you are born male and therefore you have to act like an alpha. And um, thinking of it from Miles and Karen, I was also finding myself frustrated because Karen from the beginning has talked about wanting someone who is more open in their emotions. Well, guess what? Stereotypically, alphas are not. And it's very, I think, almost contradictory to say that you want someone that is open with their emotions, vulnerable, expressive in, in those ways, and should like carry the weight of the relationship, be the decision maker, care, have the goals, put you in your place when you're being XYZ. And I was just like, okay, so what are you going to contribute to the relationship? And when I say that specifically, I um, am referencing a um, a relationship expert slash um, keynote speaker, and I'm forgetting his name right now. But um, he talked about, and I I have to give him a shout out when I figure out his name. I forgot. But um, I listened to one of his episodes, and he talks about that if you want someone that is driven, talented, knows how to put themselves together, is funny, is smart, you also have to realize that they probably want that same thing in you. So before you go asking so much, like, look if you also have that to give. And I didn't really hear that coming from Karen. All I heard is that you need to be all these things and you need to be this masculine man and I want you to be the alpha and carry the relationship. 
oh yeah, and put me in my place too. So like do everything you need in your relationship, in the part of the relationship and carry my weight yep. in there too. And I just really, I, I had a tough time. Absolutely. I, I agree yeah. with both of you wholeheartedly. Um, Cause it's like, not only are you saying that he's responsible for basically just being in charge of the household, like all of the stuff, but he's also in charge of checking you. So that means that he's managing you and your emotions, your reactions, your, what you're talking about. Like, like he's not only does that like get down into like borderline abusive territory where like you, that you're kind of asking for that type of dynamic where someone is in control of you, but you're also making them just responsible for absolutely everything. Like you are putting yourself into a box by doing that. Hmm. And I think like what you guys are saying, I don't, I don't think she fully wants that. I think she thinks she wants that because to your points, when he does get a little bit more bold or, you know, speak up a little bit about something, then suddenly it's a problem. It, so it's like, well, clearly you don't want that, at least in the dynamic yeah. that you have with this specific man, Miles. Like that is not the dynamic that's going to work for you here. And also, girl, has that ever worked for you in your past? Has it? <laughs> has yeah. that worked for mm -hmm. you? So maybe we need to look at a new dynamic. Maybe the experts knew that this is a, a dynamic that would work better for you for the long haul and maybe give that a shot. Maybe revisit what you think it, you, you need from a partner because like, to me, it's just like, especially with her being a woman and him being a man, you can have a relationship where one partner is a little bit more outspoken and one is a little bit more subdued and they still have equal power. What she seems to be describing is unequal power where she willingly wants to have less power than her partner. And it's hard to, it's hard to understand that for me. Yeah. Which there are relationships that all the time. And we still see that are traditional male and female roles. And that's totally fine. If both partners sign up for that and really want that in the relationship and they make that work. But like we saw this with Will and Jasmine in previous seasons before where, wait a second, you want the nice parts of traditional female like male gender stereotypes and the convenience of being modern and progressive in the relationship so like wait a second like where's the weight you're also playing in your relationship besides just having like someone who is alpha and someone who you know is yeah. you know what i mean it's, it's just like picking and choosing unfairly to your partner because now you're asking them to to pull the weight and yeah. so if you want traditional gender roles, absolutely go for it. Realize like there's also weight that even in traditional gender roles, that female pull too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Plus. So yes, the, the convenience thing, I think that conveniently picking when you want to believe in something that gets me, I, I get a little frustrated with that. Um, when it comes to the, the gender roles, sometimes I feel like it's, especially now where, um, you know, we're in a situation where things are changing and it's, there's a lot of change. I don't know why I repeated that twice, but there's a lot going on and a lot in flux. So you'll hear certain people say like, Hey, I want a stay at home wife and, and whatnot, but I also want her to go and make money. It's like, well, well like what, <laughs> you know, um, what you're just picking when you want, that part of it. Uh, so th that is definitely frustrating. I think, par so part of me thinks that she's used the word masculine and I think it's, she's using the wrong word. And the problem is by her using the word masculine, now you're triggering a whole bunch of other things where, you know, like with Christina and Henry, assertive is the thing I would say with them, right? Like she could say, Oh, I'm looking for a masculine man, but what she's looking for is an assertive one. That's you can, that doesn't assertiveness and masculinity. Well, yes, there's probably some type of correlation there, but that's not the only thing that makes that. So I wonder if, but so you, she could say that, but miles is assertive. He's like, I don't get shy from miles. 
in all the interactions. He's always the loud, he's the loud bringing everyone in the room together. Like, I don't know what she's looking for in particular. So that's why it gets so hard where it's like, what is the thing? What is the thing that's the, is it because he shares his feelings? Like, what is the thing that's not masculine about him? I don't, mm-hmm. he's, he has a, a job. He has all the, the normal conventional trappings of what a man is supposed to have. What is it that you're looking for? Um, so I, I wonder if it's just, there's another word, there's something else that she wants and we just aren't hearing that, Yeah. but yeah, maybe it's like a language thing that's a, there's just a certain maybe. descriptor that she's really trying to get at and is using masculine instead, or that alpha thing instead. Um, yeah. Like if he was shorter than her, I could be like, oh, maybe she means height. Like what I I have such a hard time finding out what that is with them, you know. It's... But we also have seen this from the beginning, even before the their wedding, yeah. because she saw how emotional he speaks and openly on his feeds online. She was just like turned off by that, and she's used. Um, I don't remember on TV, but I do know that Miles talked about it with his friends um, that she's used more feminine terms to describe him. And I think it all just comes back to that he is not afraid to dive into his emotions, really know how he's feeling and express that. Hmm. And she views that, even though she contradicts herself in wanting that, um, she views that as traditionally feminine. And so she, it's, it's almost like a zero sum game. I think like she's viewing it like, if you have any feminine traits, obviously you can't be masculine. And she's not really... Hmm disconnecting those to be like wait a second like you can be what you're considering masculine assertive decisive um driven and you can also be someone who is not you know afraid of understanding how they feel and expressing Mm -hmm. that to you which if you remember you also said you wanted that beginning like you wanted someone (laughs) who is not afraid to open up about their emotions but now so you got someone with emotions and you like it (laughs) yeah the more we the more we talk about this, and I know we've been talking for a while, so we're probably gonna call it soon, but the more we talk about this, I I think what she's trying to articulate, and I have no rights to say this, but I'm still gonna I'm still going to do it. I think what she's trying to articulate is she wants she has this feeling that he's going to say something to make her feel okay in the moment. And I think her she wants him to say the caller out thing where it's like if if he is angry to say hey i'm angry or hey um you know you just called me you just said i wasn't masculine that's not okay i think mm-hmm. that's what she's pushing for mm-hmm. um and i yeah i don't even to be fair i don't know what that would be called <laughs> i don't know what descriptor i would use i need to call um uh, Bennett, so he can kind of help me out with this, but uh, I, I think that might be the the, the You'll thing. You'll the <laughs> All the answers. I think that might be the thing. Um, yeah, I've gone through like I've gone past frustration with him at this point. I'm just kind of indifference. Um, so yeah, kind of there know, too. I, but then again, I mean, we've seen time and again where we are confused and have different opinions on some of the couples on the show, but I don't, they make it work. Like (laughs) we've seen like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Like (laughs) for some reason why Christina and Henry are still going through emotions now. And I will never understand that. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Part man. I wonder, like, it's funny. I feel like, if she was, I joked around and said this before with the paired with Henry, but like, it feels like when she says things like, I need someone who's going to take it slow and all that type of stuff. I'm like, you're describing Henry. I could, I could not see you working with a Henry. Like that would be, then you'd be so angry because why aren't you making any move? It's just like, yo, you can't win on the, in these streets. So just whatever just do you and then if that doesn't work for the other person whatever it's fine move on but life advice mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but i don't know 
<sighs> okay. Well, thank you so much, guys, for hanging in there with us. This one was a, a long one, but uh, decision day and um, and the reunion and the reunion episode. Yes. So we got some fun, some fun stuff to to talk about. Uh, for I will, I'll, I'm going to say it: the best season of Married at First Sight oh so goodness. far. I'll say it. I don't care. I'll say it. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening and, uh, sure to follow us. At... <laughs> I have to sneak it in there. Um, please go follow us on Instagram, cup of three podcast. We all, <laughs> what? No, it's just, you were on point there. I was going to forget. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we're also doing video recordings of all our podcasts. So if you go to YouTube and you search for cup of three married at first sight, we should come up. Um, so you can see our lovely faces as we make faces at each other talking basically (laughs) um so yeah thanks for hanging in there with us i will catch you next time for decision day it's finally here and it's gonna be a lot (laughs) all right we'll see you next time guys bye